Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome to Stay Sane with Jane. Today we are going to be talking to Wendy Smith. Um, and we're going to be looking into her uh, one of her businesses, the Ultimate Retreats. Um, so following a life-altering mo- motorbike accident at age of 17, um, Wendy pursued a path of personal development and knowledge acquisition to firstly help herself and then help others. Her life has taken many interesting turns, leading her to become a Paralympic wheelchair basketball player, uh, a PTSD and trauma specialist, situational awareness trainer, and the host of the Ultimate Retreats. Thank you so much for joining us, Wendy. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I just want to say thank you to you and thank you to all your listeners as well and viewers. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, because that's one hell of an intro. Yeah, it's been an interesting ride so far, is all I can say. So uh, 17 years old, I was on the back of my best friend's motorbike. I had bikes myself, but we went out as a unit that evening and we were traveling back home about 10 o'clock at night doing about 100 odd mile an hour around a back road and we crashed. So he, unfortunately for me, I stayed with the motorbike and got uh, smashed into like a tree and a brick wall and multiple injuries and he got thrown up the road and he was okay. But the main injuries, I ended up with a severe spinal cord injury, which paralyzed me from the chest down. I broke Mm -hmm. the majority of my ribs, punctured a lung, um, broke the back in three places, fractured the skull and died on the road. So I ended up having four, four cardiac arrests over the period of like three days. And that ended up with, um, I resulted in an eight month stay in hospital, continually being told I'd never walk again. And I walked out eight months later on crutches. So that was what sort of started my journey, if you know what I mean. Because for me, when I'd say to the doctors, why? Why has mine fixed itself? They'd go, we we haven't got an answer for you there. So so that was sort of what, what started me off on the journey of looking at the why first and then obviously I got through through that going from fully able-bodied to I mean I I came out on crutches but I could walk 10 yards if that yeah so life became really really hard when I got out and then I got a lot of mental health problems and you know started looking at myself on that level as well mm-hmm. physically couldn't work you know I came from a working family so for me not to be able to work was causing mental health problems as well that lack yeah. of value lack of self-worth so that's what sort of wandered me over the period of, yeah, 20 years, really, into really deep diving personal development, trauma removal for myself. And then after that period of time, I, I joined the wheelchair basketball team in 2002. 
mm-hmm. sort of just over 10 years after my accident. And that sort of gave me my life back. I went straight to a Paralympic Games within 16 months, then became a coach and a tutor and started feeling a bit of value and then started applying all the things I'd learned to help my mental health with other people. And then that has sort of like naturally just progressed through the years into really nice couple of businesses. So that's fantastic. Mm. Um, and let's go back to why do you, do, did you ever know how you walked out of the hospital? Why you were? I, yeah, you know what? I've got now, now that I've learned, I mean, this was what was that 30 odd years ago. So at the time, I had no understanding of what had happened. I didn't really, whenever they'd show me the scans and that, I didn't really understand what they were telling me. Yeah. Because in my head, my head was able-bodied. And it was the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. Because even when I'm laying in bed, I had three months bed rest where mm. I was paralysed from the chest down, everything from the chest down being done for you by someone else or a machine. Um, and even in that space, my head was still able-bodied. So in my head, it it still felt like I could move, even though I couldn't. Yeah. All my thoughts were still in that space. They were like, my thoughts were, you'll be fine. You know, everything's okay. Um, and I found all, you know, the hospital staff, because they'd never really experienced, well, they weren't inside my head, so they couldn't hear what was going on. They were just working on all the models they'd previously seen, <clears throat> which are when you've had my injury, you end up in a wheelchair for life. Yeah. So it was just really odd for me. I got really frustrated and really angry in hospital because it was as if no one would stand on my page and do what I wanted to do. Mm. I was in the mindset of I'm going to walk again. You know, I'm going to run out of here. I thought I'd been doing a marathon within two weeks. Didn't quite happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I've, you know, that was my mindset was just show me how to make it move again. Yeah. And theirs was we just need to keep the fluid moving around your body and stand you up every now and then. So, you know, to stop osteoporosis and things coming on in later life. And it's like, guys, that's not what I'm after. I want it. I want it to work. I want to learn how yeah. to really use it. So for me, hospital, the eight months in hospital was some of it was a lot of fun because the place I was in Stoke Mandeville is set up for spinal injuries. So all the staff know what they're doing. Everybody in there is, is in the same boat, worse or lesser. Than yeah. me. So, you know, it humbled me a lot because I met people who broke their necks, falling down the stairs, tripping on their kids' toys. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? And they'll never be able to hold a cup of tea ever again. You know, so for me, the fact that my arms were moving, I just felt like I'm fine. Yeah. You know, to be grateful for the fact that I can move my hands. Um, and, you know, the, the things that I, I saw in that place just sort of uh, just made me grateful anyway for still living and breathing. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's an interesting mix of things, Jane, really. On one side, a lot of gratitude and a humbling experience for, for still being here. And on the other side, just massive frustration and anger because the body wouldn't move how I wanted it to. You know, people around me weren't on board with me. So I was, yeah, it was a right, really weird <laughs> mix, to be honest. Mm. So you've you've told us a little bit about you know, your journey to this space now. But what, because all, all the kind of therapies that I do within my therapies business yeah. help personally help me in my life. And I was like, wow, I really 
that's a, that's amazing. That's changed my life. I'm going to go and train in that. Um, and that's why within my therapies business, I really focus on kind of pain and stress because yeah. that was part of my journey getting to this, this point. And I know that, you know, as human beings, we, we don't need to live in pain and stress so we can reduce those through um, holistic therapies, etc. So, was that kind of a similar journey? What worked for you? What changed yeah, your life? Yeah, it was my mental health first. So I went for a period of time, probably, I would say probably about eight years, for a period of about eight years after my, my accident had happened, I ended up going raving, doing a lot of drugs, started smoking weed, was literally burying, we know as therapists, they're, they're things that they, they're disconnecting you from what's really going on. So yeah. you've got a root cause driving the behaviour. And for me, all these things were just a distraction from looking at myself and what was going on in myself. Within that time, though, I was still doing part time work. So it wasn't like I dropped out of society. You know, I was helping my mum and dad out in the pub. I was working for friends, cash in hand. Uh, I was going to the gym six days a week for four hours a day. So, So even though I was burying my head in one sense and doing a lot of what people would term as the negative stuff, I just look at it. Like you, you just you you're self soothing in a way, aren't you? you know? Exactly. I so, did a lot of that, and I I didn't have a like a, a pivotal moment that changed my life. But I was out raving and drinking yeah. and doing social drugs and smoking weed for a long time. Yeah, just, like no, just burying yourself away. Yeah. And I didn't really realise what I was doing, if you know what I mean, because that awareness hadn't come in at that point. I just thought I. I just was not able to cope with when I was outside the gym, the gym was good because I was doing, I was progressing, I was doing. And then outside of the gym, I didn't have what I had before. I had no structure, no work like, you know, it was. And so being stoned all the time suited me because it stopped me getting so aggressive with myself because I used to self-harm. Mm. I hit my legs if they because they wouldn't work. I get so frustrated with things. But when I smoked weed, I didn't. I just couldn't be bothered. You know, so in a way it sort of served me well, but it got to a certain point um, and I was I was sort of struggling. I've got a very close friend called Karen and I remember talking to her one day in her shop and she said to me, when do you need to learn what you're doing to yourself up here? And I went, what do you mean? Because I come from a very strong, resilient family. Do you know what I mean? We're Mm -hmm. the get up and get going type of people. No such word of calm, all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I am, even though I was doing all those things, my friends would still look at me like, Wendy's a ch- an achiever, she's strong, you know. But on the yeah. inside, that wasn't how I was feeling. So Karen packed me off to go and see a friend of hers that was a NLP trainer. Oh, and she said, go nice. and do a seven-day course with my mate, Kath. And I phoned this woman up and said, I need to come. Karen's sending me to you. And she yeah. said, no, she said, I haven't got a course for three months, though. And I went oh, I need this now. Like, this is something I need now. So have you got someone else I can go to? She said, well, I'll tell you what, if you're happy to come and do it one-on-one, just come and stay at my house for seven days and we'll do a one-on-one. And I was like, yeah, fine. I just, Karen said I need it. I'm coming. So I went and did this NLP practitioner. And it was like the biggest kick up the backside I've ever had in my life. So throughout the process, obviously you talk about your thoughts, your emotions, your belief systems, you know, your interaction, the indoctrination you've had, all your programming, everything. Yeah. And when I came home, it was funny because uh, it was like the biggest wake up I've ever had. And I, sat, I remember sitting down on the sofa with my my boyfriend at the time and just going like, I have created my whole life. Yeah. Like this, 
all of this rubbish that you see around me is mine. I've created it. And I remember just feeling like utter rubbish for three days following it. I just literally nearly went into depression because I was then contemplating everything that had gone on in my life and how it's all, it's all mine. <laughs> I've, yes. I've allowed it on some level to come in. And it was really funny because after three days, I went, wow, right. If I can create all that, now I know the power of this. What can I do with it? And that's when things started really changing. And that's when I then studied NLP Masters, then became a trainer. And then that led me into some of the energy therapies, EFT. And then through that, this is like the short version, I then, yeah. uh, someone stumbled across me who's got a product that he developed when he was in the army for removing PTSD. Really efficient, really quick. Doesn't take, wow. you don't talk about content, anything like that. And he said, I want people to train this for me. And I went, look, mate, I don't know what your product is and I can't train something that I don't know anything about. And he said to me, have you got anything that NLP has never touched? And I laughed and I thought, yeah, I have suicidal thoughts and self-harm. NLP yeah. taught me to regulate it. Yeah. So when it would start, I could do stuff with it, but I still had it every single day of my life. And I'd had it since I was 17. Mm. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go straight in with the big guns and go, go on, yeah. then can sort this Try out. Try it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he laughed. He went, no worries, get on a Zoom call. So we've jumped on Zoom. 45 minutes later, he's asking me to try and think suicidal thoughts, and I couldn't. My brain was just laughing at me. He said to me, how do you feel about self-harming now? And I was like, why on earth would I do that? As if it would be, it was really weird what happened in the body. And I, I would self-harm for the silliest things. So if I dropped a cup of coffee, I would get really angry, blame my legs and hit my legs. Yeah. And I remember two days later after having this session with him, I walked out the front of my house, tripped over an ant, coffee went flying. Um, and normally that would be a meltdown for me. Yes. And I remember like looking at the coffee cup thinking, oh, I've got to go and make enough coffee now. And I picked the coffee cup up and it was only when I got back to the coffee machine, I suddenly realised, I was like, wow. Ooh. Oh, this is, I'm interested now because I didn't even have a thought about any anger whatsoever. I just literally chuckled and went, oh, I need another coffee. All my road rage stopped. So I stopped having road rage. I stopped reacting to people in a certain way because it had removed a lot of the past built up anger. Yeah. It was stored in my system. And it was like, I'm interested now. So I phoned him up and said, I'm interested. I've literally got goosebumps all over because yeah. I mean, that that is amazing for a 45 minute session. Five minute session. Yeah, it was for yeah. me, for those two subjects as well, because like I say, they were things that I would wake up with every morning. Yeah. Every morning I'd wake up thinking, boom, why am I here? Why me? You know, a bit of uh, victim mentality. Yeah. And I'd have to go, right, stop that. These are your thoughts. Change the thoughts. Not to Von Trapland, but just something, mm -hmm. you know, better than what I was thinking. Yeah. Change my state to something better than what I was feeling. Think about the things. That, that's why I always had a dog. Because, you know, the dog, my dog was the one thing that meant I could never leave this plane of existence. Because in my head, no one could look after him like me. Yes. So I would just look at my dog and go, you are my reason to not do this. You know, so I had I had all these mechanisms to use. It didn't stop me getting it every day still. And then, like I say, after I had that session with Mick, I, I just never had them. Never, never had them. Never woke up with suicidal thoughts ever again. And it was like, how Absolutely can it be so simple? Mm. And it is such a simple process. And I've used it with... I think I've worked with, I've got files and files of people, but around about 1,300 people over the last six or seven years. Yeah. 
that the I mean, and they've had every single type of trauma from ritualistic abuse victims through to servicemen through to an old boy who couldn't drive in the fog. You know, that's still trauma. Yeah. You know, it's all they're all trauma. Trauma doesn't have to be having your legs blown off, does it? In, yes. in the airport, it's what we don't realise. But <clears throat> all these people that I've worked with, literally, I've done a session with a policeman who'd been in the forces for 14 years, had one experience that totally did him. And he had to leave the forces after he had trim the trim therapy for a few years. They couldn't fix it. He came to see me. I, I did an hour session with him because it was one incident. And when we cleaned it up, he was like, how yeah. can something be, if I'd have had this done four years ago, I'd have never have left the police force. But it's one of those things, it's not on the market, it's a privately taught therapy. So and it's how, how um, much has that grown? So it's a lot of people you've worked with. How many other kind of trainers are there? And So we have, as far as I know, we have, let me just think of active trainers. We've got about seven active trainers of it at the moment the guy who developed it he's just putting it for i think it's south world don't hold me to this but i'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's south wales uni it's going through to have some sort of test done on it so it can be recognized by nice mm. the national institute of clinics because then when you go to a doctor's they'll go you can have cbt counseling drugs yeah. or this yeah so that's where that's where he would like to get it at some point so it's it's just going through that process at the moment but these things take years don't they they take years they do. It's so, it can be so frustrating that it takes years and yet can help so many people and quite quickly and efficiently that's the nice thing about it as yeah. well it's, you know if you think we, we program information into our system when you know how it's programmed in you can unprogram it it's that's how we sort of view it like that, you know, and it's not that I say counselling or CBT and stuff doesn't work because I'm a, I'm a counsellor. I do EFT and stuff like that as well. Mm -hmm. However, I use them for specific things. I have yeah. this lovely big toolbox. And when someone comes to see me, I go, let's have a look at what what it is, what tool I need to get out. And then you'll get the appropriate one for whatever your level of need is. That yeah. one I just found I wouldn't use anything else nowadays for, tra for actual what I call trauma, emotional all trauma is in my head. It's a, an experience that has high emotional negative arousal that keeps getting re-spun. Mm -hmm. so it's getting triggered off. That's what I term as trauma. So that yeah. could be losing your job. Yeah. You know, if you've lost your job and then you're going for interviews and you're getting really anxious and nervous and panicky, that's because the old stuff's getting triggered. So yeah. it works for that as well. You know, it's high emotional negative High negative emotional arousal. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, they're bang on. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. It is. Yeah, it is, and I, I love the way. Um, the next question is, like, if we were to work together, what would it look like? Which you've you started to answer there, and it's very much the same as me. Whether it's my therapies business or my wellness business, coaching business, yeah, I talk to the client first and then I've got like you I've got a big toolbox of different skills that I can bring to the sessions um some of them I blend um others I keep on depending yeah. on the session you might just like you say you might just want to use EFT or you just might want to use this or that other times I I free flow and blend lots of different um skills into sessions uh how about yourself yeah pretty much the same i mean for me language i love language linguistics are my thing 
And every word you utter, whether it be inside or outside, is spelling. It's a spell in the doing. Just split the word. So the language we use within ourselves and outside of ourselves is so powerful because it, it changes your neurochemistry. Every word you utter sends a little flash through the brain and creates a neurochemistry that gives you a response. So for me, when, when I work with people, even if they're just getting the PTSD and trauma stuff, they will still get personal development from me as well. Mm-hmm. Some people don't need it because they're in that space where, you know, they know about their language, their emotions, they're quite rounded in that space, but they've got something that just keeps rerunning that they need gone. They've had yeah. one experience that they they wake up thinking about it. It's on their mind all the time. So that's gone. And then other people, I do what I call an, you know, an emotional cleanup. So the the work I do. And then after that, they'll go on a bit of a personal development journey because then they want to know about they they don't really know that, you know, we run 95 percent on autopilot. So they want to know how to live life on purpose. So then we can put in the personal development stuff, which is how you show up on a daily basis. What do you want to improve on? What's going really well, you know, already that you want to enhance? And so I can put in structure around life for people as well so they can just keep you know, up in the game every day. But similar mm-hmm. to you, I have a conversation with someone. I don't, and the nice thing about the trauma stuff is I do not need any information. I don't need to know why they think it happened, where it happened, who it happened with. So I don't need content, if you know what I mean. Because that stops a lot of people from seeking help because they don't want to talk about it, right? And the trauma, the thing is what people forget as well or have never been taught with trauma. If you're coming into me, and I'm asking you about your trauma and I'm telling you, why do you think that happened to you? And when did that happen? And where did that happen? All I'm doing is I'm re-stimulating your neurology to pull it up again, run it in your system. So you might feel a bit better while you're talking about it. You're going to go away from me and then you're going to, you've got it running in your system. So now you're going to start the negative loops up again. Mm. So the last thing I want to be doing is talking to you about your trauma. All I need to know is, is it in certain theme areas? So I've, I'm very good. I've done this a long time. I'm very good at asking the particular questions I need. And then I say to them, stop. You've no need to tell me that. I I have no need for that information. Stop. And then we clean it up. And as long as they can run it on the inside of them, we can do something with it. Yeah. So I don't actually need any information. I can just go think of the subject matter for me and I'm going to talk you through a process. And then when I've done it, they can, I'll say to them now, rerun that and tell me how it feels. And now you can see them looking all around their head and Trying to find that thought. Why can I not feel anything? It's like because we've changed the emotional coding on it. So now, and as you know, trigger driver behavior. Triggers are everywhere, you know, because of someone's face, a smell, a word, you know, sound, anything. And triggers stimulate the uh, emotional response, which drives the behavior. So it's pointless me working with triggers because they're everywhere. We'd be at it for years. Yes. So if I can change the emotional content and how it was stored, then it doesn't matter what triggers happen because <laughs> you're not going to get the emotions far up, which means the behavior changes. Yeah. So it is, it is really simple. I, lo- I love it, Jane. I love being able to see someone come in who thinks there's nothing can be done, do something. And then they go away and go like, well, thank you. They walk away with a new life, don't they? Massively. Yeah. Massively. And the only people I found that don't create, so I've, I've just done recent stats on everything because we wanted to restat. We do, we look at all of our clients and do, I keep all the information so I know what they've zeroed out on and yeah. et cetera. So I make little charts and graphs on it. And what we found is the only people 
that um, say they've not had any change are the ones that run something that we call secondary gain. So I don't know if you've come across that, but oh, it's yes. the, um, the negative behavior creates a positive outcome for them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So I no longer work with anybody who's referred to me and doesn't ring me. So I used to get um, a client, you know, like their husband would phone up and say, oh, my wife needs help. Can I book her in? I'd be like, no, your wife needs to call me now because you've got to own it. Yeah. Otherwise, Otherwise it's pointless doing because if you're if you're gaining a positive outcome, you know, if you're sharing pain with someone and they're always imagine not getting love at home. And then you share your pain points with friends and they're like, oh, come on, don't worry, don't worry. You're getting love for the pain points. Yeah. So unconsciously, because this system's designed to it's love. It's a massive thing. Yeah. It's like, why do we want to get rid of that? Because we get love for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I make sure that when I'm talking to clients, how much do you want this gone? How is it serving you at the moment? And I'll take them through a process of recognizing secondary gain before we start. And yeah. if there is any, I'll go, you know, how much do you want to drop this stuff? Because <laughs> if, you're, if you're happy with it, then stay with your problem. Yes. You know I mean? And be happy with the problem. But if you're done with the problem and you're done with these behaviours, then we can work together. Mm. That's just years of learning, that one. Yeah, it is. And it's the secondary gains are stuff that keep people stuck in that cycle for lifetimes you know yeah massively massively Massively. so tell us a little bit about the ultimate retreats and what that looks like well they came about because I've got a friend I've known her for quite a while and we were sat around a, a mutual friend's house one evening and I remember sitting on the sofa listening to Claire talk she's a naturopath gut health specialist uh, iridologist you know what she doesn't know about yes. the human system at a cellular level is not worth knowing and I was sitting there listening to her thinking wow I'd really love to work with you at some point and then I was talking about what I do and apparently she was sat there in her head going wow I'd really love to work with Wendy at some point but neither of us said anything and then a random set of events happened nothing's random everything's a synchronicity as you know yes we ended up going to a retreat together and while we were down there Someone I'd been talking to has got a place in Cornwall that he was looking to change some of his business, um, what he's doing business-wise off-season. And I just looked at Claire and said, do you fancy running retreats? <laughs> and she went, I'd love to work with you and run retreats. She's an avid retreater. So I yeah. found my mate up down in Cornwall and said, can we come and stay and have a look at your place? So we went from this retreat down to Cornwall, looked at this yeah. place in Cornwall, thought that's perfect for doing personal development and naturopathy. So you get it, you know, we call it a mind-body reset because you come down, we've got people down there that do what I do for a living. So one of my coaches comes down with the clean-up stuff. We have yeah. an acupuncturist and fire cuppa. You can get massage and stuff. And you get, we thought we'd make it educational because yeah. we go on retreats and we get patted and loved and pampered and then you come back to stress and you've got nothing to deal with the stress. So we thought, how can we help people over like five days, four nights, five days, educate them around their system on the inside and the out and you know a bit of conscious connection as well mm-hmm. and then give them the tools give them a bit of cleanup while they're down there so when they come back into life they've got a plan they've got stuff they can do so when the stress kicks back in again you know they know how to what what their food is doing to their body and their thought processes and everything else and what their internal language external language 
you know, what their habitual processes are doing. So it's basically come down and learn about you. We do education in the morning. You can have sessions in the afternoon. We're down in Cornwall and Bude as well. So we're near the cold water sea swimming pool and lovely land. It's it's a gorgeous venue, got heated indoor pool, hot tubs and stuff. So you can go and pamper yourself as well, but you get educated. And obviously all the food is because Claire's a naturopath. I do I do all the cooking. So it's lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, I love cooking. Claire just says I want this type of thing on day one, this, this, this. She'll make sundry dishes. I do the main cooking. And uh, yeah, it's like it's just now lush. It's just lovely. People love it. They come down. They have, they connect as a group. You know, yeah. they get lots of group time together. They get educated in their personal system. Um, you know, and we do we do some really lovely stuff with them while they're down there as well. And uh, it's just yeah, it's working out really well, Jane. It's nice. It's uh, yeah, it sounds a really really lovely, beautiful space to heal and grow. Mm. Because I think that education is is so important as well, the self-development. Because like you say, it's all very well going away for a weekend or a week and getting pampered and feeling totally relaxed. But then if you go back to your normal life and you step straight back into all the stresses, the strains, the bad diet, the this, the that and the other, then you're going to need that next retreat very soon to de-stress yourself yeah yeah the point the point of what we do is we want people to go back feeling empowered yes. that they can take control of what is happening then so we have a couple of my friends came in what well one's one of my other business partners that I work in the situational awareness with he came in to do some stuff around the quantum realm energy and uh, less is more principle that he works on so he did some tai chi type stuff with them chi gung he yeah. did an evening talk around energy, fascinating. I went and sat on it, sat in yeah. on it as well. Is so, and then I had a, a friend who's a motivational speaker. He came down to kick it off on the evening of day one, and he talks about like self leadership in a certain in a certain way. So nice. they get they get a little bit of this and that to really, yeah, really get them out of their map of reality where they've been and have a look at what do I what's going really well and what would I like to change. And the mm -hmm. thing with food as well is I thought, you know, before me and Claire sat down and looked at what I was eating, I eat well, I'm an athlete. Yeah. So, you know, my diet's always been what I thought was really good. And when Claire looked at it and did an immunity blood test to check what my immune system was like, it was like 70% of the foods I was eating were causing me actual gut problems. Really? Yeah, and it was like, wow. I said, And I'd had like a gurgling stomach and that prior to going down there. Yeah. And she said, just take these things out of your diet for three months. Mm -hmm. uh, let your gut gut wall heal. She gave me some stuff to do that. And then you can introduce just a couple of them back in if you want every now and then, but not how you were eating them all the time. And mm -hmm. my, all my skin changed, my energy levels changed, you know, how my stomach function changed. So even though I thought I was eating really healthy for my body, I know and you know what that's that that's the thing with food and diets and things like that is that we are all different so I love that she tests everybody like individually and finds out what's individually right for you because you know certain uh diets just do not work for me certain like um if I was on full vegetarian loads of pulses and beans and stuff like that my gut does not like that 
no it's and this time of year it's it's about the, the heat we live in a colder climate so we should be eating more warmer foods mm. the majority of the time so you know everything the guys had when they were down there they had a big stew on the first day you know yeah, everything loves lovely hot nourishing food all seasonal as well so it's all oh, nice and squashes and you know all the greens that are in at the moment and it was yeah and when you start eating seasonal and you sort of change mix it up every day get away from having the same breakfast the same lunch the same dinner the same you know just yeah. literally up. in those conversations with my partner and and his son they I'm like you guys you have to start eating like different things you just this you get oh I like this and then that's it you just yeah. want to have that all the time your body doesn't like that your body loves you know color for a start we yes. always like a colorful plate in my house um and and change yeah it's the change have the really, same things every day is it yeah it's really important but that's changing everything as well I think one of the things I discovered as well because John when he was doing his talk around the continent and that he was um saying as well your your environment I know your environment is so important like you know I make sure I keep my house in a certain way you know if you have a lot of clutter your head's cluttered as well yeah but he was saying uh we, we had a mutual client who lived out in Canada and the environment she was in was not good like family always bickering around her and yeah. she was always ill always ill and her boyfriend lives in Spain and John said to her pack up your stuff and go and live in Spain it's as simple as that because your environment is killing you off mm. with the stresses around you it's actually your environment killing you off doesn't matter what we do as a team with your mindset your actual environment is having such an effect on you you know we can't help he said move it's as simple as that and she did she moved to Spain within yeah. a week you couldn't believe the difference in just how she looked amazing it's a bit like the analogy of the soil you grow in so you can have a plant and it gets all the water it gets the sunlight it gets the water but if there's zero nutrients in the soil that it's in it's not going to thrive no you need yeah environment is is so important it really really is it really is i think that's one thing for me coming back from the retreat from, I mean, my environment's pretty good, to be honest. I've been wanting to move for a while, though. I lost my dog in January last year, and this bungalow was pretty much his. I'd bought it for him. It sounds weird that you buy a house for a dog. But this was his little bolt hold, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he passed away in January last year, and it just doesn't feel the same without him because it was his little space. Yeah. And so I come in. Not that I feel sad when I walk in because it's this. it feels beautiful, this place. But, you know, when you just think, time to time to have a change up now time to have a change yeah. needs to change now i need something i need different views yeah you know, when i look out of a window and yeah a different drive back to my house and so yeah environment is so important it really is so do you have any advice or tips for our audience things that they can kind of take on just something quick something easy so I work with three principles in life, really. Awareness, self-responsibility and action. So first of all, you've got to become aware that you're an autopilot system. Mm -hmm. So a lot, 95% of what you're doing today, you did yesterday, you thought it yesterday, and you'll continue doing it until you start looking at this stuff. 
So if you really want to, it's a bit like stock checking. I would, ah, this is an easy way to look at it. Imagine you are an iPhone or any other phone. You could be an Android. Um, and you've got apps on your iPhone. Now, all I say to people is when you're born, other people download lots of apps between the first seven years. And then you get lots of other people after the age of seven put apps on your phone. Every now and then you open it up and you start pressing and opening these apps and running these behaviours and doing things. That's, mm -hmm. your, that's your autopilot system. We have to have autopilot so you can get dressed in the morning. Otherwise, you know, I mean, no one would be walking. Well, everyone would be walking about naked. No one would be able to drive a car because they'd have to relearn. Wouldn't bother everything. getting out of the house. Yeah, you'd have to rename your body parts in the morning. It'd just be a, a nightmare, wouldn't it? But the thing is, with a lot of the stuff that we get taught very early on in life, it sits in our unconscious and becomes an autopilot program. You've got some in there that are amazing amazing they're doing great work but some of them are going to be limiting you so just pay attention to your thoughts when you wake up in the morning before you go and do anything with this and you start with anybody else's agenda you you are the most important person in your environment even if you have kids because if you are not functioning no one else around you is going to function so i say to all of my clients make the time for this 20 minutes in the morning for you to get your head in the right place, have a listen to it. What's it talking to you about? Check in, go, oh, that's interesting. You know, how's that going to help me today? Or, oh, I like those thoughts. Lovely. Do a bit of meditation, walking, breathing, exercise, reading a book, but something that puts you in the state you want to be in for the day. So the right state, not a right old state. Because if mm. you get up, grab your phone, check your, check your email, you're on everybody else's agenda, you're late for school, kids, coffee all over the place, traffic, you're stuck in traffic, your whole day will be in like, like that. So just set your state in the morning. You, just spend that time, you know, important. And at the end of the day as well, Jane, at the end of the day, have a reflect what went well. What would I like to improve on? You know, what didn't go well today that I can laugh at now? and go well yeah. that's interesting i just use that phrase with everything and just go wow that's interesting and it just disassociates you from it but become aware of your autopilot and start living on purpose not autopilot thank you very much good advice so have you got um an offer or an invite for the audience before we say goodbye Yes, just because I've been on here with your lovely self this morning, if anybody would like to come and have one of our retreat experiences, we'll give you 10% off. Just mention Jane's name to me when you book. And if anybody would like a session with me as well, I'll give you 20% off of any sessions that I run. In that is amazing. So I'll offer that to your, your lovely community. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you, thank you. That is an amazing offer. So that's 10% off if you mention me in this show to one of the ultimate retreats and also 20% off um, to book in a session with Wendy uh, when you mention the show. How mm -hmm. awesome. My pleasure. Just be, I just love helping people, Jane, do you know what I mean? And things, think life does not have to be that hard. There are I ways. say that, yes. Yeah, That's one of my key phrases. <laughs> Let it go. Life doesn't have to be that hard. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I feel like, do you know, I feel like we haven't even touched, you know, we've touched the tip of the iceberg yeah. with the things that we could talk about. 
So thank you so much for joining us on the show. All the details to get in touch with Wendy are going to be below, above this, um, so you can connect with her. Um, If you are listening, go to www.wendysmith.me.uk. Thank you. Thank you so much and goodbye. Stay sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Hello and thank you for listening. This is Stay Sane with Jane. Um, today we are, we've had an amazing interview with Wendy Smith who has given us some fantastic tips and advice and also a fabulous, two fabulous offers. So now we're going into the mind itation section of the show, which is my coined phrase for meditation and mindfulness together. So let us take a deep breath and let's center ourselves. And today we are going to be going, I'm going to take you through a state of deep relaxation for chronic pain. So I work with a lot of people, um, in mental, physical, and emotional pain. So I'm going to take you through this meditation. If you are driving, however, just listen and don't partake. Um, and if you'd like to catch up on the other meditations, then check out my YouTube channel. So that's Jane Scanlon. Just search for Jane Scanlon Mind Itations on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, with this is Jane Scanlon, and this is a meditation for deep relaxation for chronic pain. I invite you to bring kind awareness to what this topic means to you, how it feels in the body, and any feelings that it brings up. I'm delighted to guide you into a very deep state of physical and mental relaxation. Please be ensured that you will not be distracted by anyone or any nearby devices. And it's also super important that you don't do this whilst driving or operating any sort of machinery. This time is very important for you 
so there is no need for any interactions with the outside world. It's time to get comfortable now with your favourite pillow or under a blanket if you wish. You can be sitting or lying down, whatever feels best for you. It's important that you are and you feel that you are in a very safe and secure place and absolutely nothing will distract you for the duration of this session. This time right now is entirely yours. You deserve this break from the busy world around you. This time is for you. So we're allowing this time to be with yourself, to allow natural sources of healing and strength that are already within you to become fully present. Bring awareness to the fact that each moment that passes by is part of your life experience. It is here and it is now. And then it goes. It becomes only a memory. As humans, we have a tendency to want things to be different from how we are experiencing them right now. But we're inviting this desire to vanish and to allow things to be exactly how they are. Do not try to change anything or even wish that it will change during this session. Experience letting yourself be exactly how you are in this very moment. Any judgments you have about yourself or critical things you usually think about, your body or your mind can just fade away. Those things don't matter at all during this session with yourself. There is no right or wrong way to feel. Feelings are simply just feelings. Acknowledge how you are able to sense any sensations in your body in the moment and accept it. It's completely okay to feel whatever you are feeling.
Letting your arms feel heavy by your side. Noticing what your fingertips are touching right now. Can you feel your thumbs in particular? How about your pointer fingers? Sense what they are touching. And your middle fingers and your ring fingers and the pinkies. Become aware of your breathing now. Follow it and don't change anything about it. Bring awareness to your belly and just observe your belly rising and falling with your breath. Your belly expands and contracts when you breathe just like a tiny baby when they breathe. This is the most natural way to breathe. Now become aware of your toes. Notice each one of your toes. What do they feel like? And what are they touching? I wonder if you can imagine that when you breathe in, your breath can travel all the way down to your toes. Breathing in and down to your toes now. And on the out breath, allow your entire legs to become very deeply relaxed. Well done. Now imagine this same thing for your fingertips. As you breathe in, feel your breath traveling all the way to each fingertip and on the out breath your entire arms become very relaxed. Nice. And noticing again the gentle rise and fall of your belly up and down, expanding and contracting. Now use your beautiful imagination to witness your in-breath is going all the way up to your head, 
filling the brain, the mouth, the nose, the eyes, the ears. And on the out breath, your head becomes more relaxed than it has ever been. One moment, please keep breathing. Inhale all the way into all the tiny areas of your brain, which restores your mind. And on the exhale, your mind becomes more open and more relaxed than it has ever been. Whatever your feelings you are having right now, just notice them. As if you are an observer sitting and relaxing on the beach. Watching the great and powerful ocean that represents you. You can only see the surface of this ocean, but below there is much happening and great change taking place. Right now, your body is accessing its natural healing capabilities and you don't have to do a thing. All you need to do is relax and observe. Just look out upon your ocean and know that all is well and all is taken care of. All the ocean requires from you is your kindness and trust. Allow yourself to relax even more now by feeling the warm, gentle sun caressing your skin as you rest on this magnificent beach.
the sun is healing and allows for growth of all life on this earth. Feel your feet in the sand and notice how soft and soothing it is. Perhaps you can even hear the waves crashing on the sand. You are fully able to let go here. There are no desires, no feelings, no thoughts. You are just completely present in the moment. Enjoying watching your ocean and knowing that you don't even need to see what's going on below the surface. All is well in the great waters that represent you. Gently allow yourself to become aware of your surroundings and the present moment. Start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Shifting your hips, your shoulders, slowly moving your head. Stretching and grounding back into your body in your own time open your eyes and feel gratitude for yourself and this wonderful experience that you gave yourself My name's Jane Scanlon and thank you for joining us in the Minditation. It's been a pleasure to take you through this show um, and I look forward to seeing you next week, Wednesday at 11 on Mintwave Radio. You can also catch up on all episodes at Stay Sane with Jane podcast on Podbean uh, and all the other podcasting platforms. You can also connect with me on YouTube and just search Jane Scanlon 
Minditations or Stay Sane with Jane and they will all pop up. Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive and not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds.